My name is Renee Richardson. I'm with KFOG Radio, and I'm really stoked to actually be able to take a day off and be at this event for a full day. Usually, I only get to come and see a few speakers, and then I have to bolt. We're very lucky today. We're going to talk to a dear friend of mine, and we're going to be talking about making music in, in this tech world that we live in. And this guy's had a, an extremely successful career so far. So any musicians in the audience? I see a couple. Nice. All right. That's good. Thank you all for coming. And now, without further ado, it gives me great pleasure to introduce a dear friend of mine, Narda Michael Walden. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> all right. So Narda's going to talk about a bunch of things. But first of all, I thought we should start. You have a brand new record. I do. Want to tell us about it? Okay. Um, we actually have two new records, but one I'm very excited about called Thunder. Uh, I just finished touring with Jeff Beck maybe about maybe nine months ago. So my influence with Jeff was playing a lot of blues and heavy rock. So I made my new album very much in that kind of direction. So I'd like you all to check it out when you have a chance. And uh, our second album is called Rising Sun, which is four instrumental tracks, kind of reminiscent of our jazz rock fusion period. So I want to keep that alive, too. We want to keep real music alive, obviously. And I, can I say one more thing while I'm talking oh, about it? Oh, you can it? say as much as what, you like. What inspired me in this new way of making music and getting music released, uh, I met a great gentleman. I want you to say hi to him. He inspired me that we could get our music out in the world. And his name is Stefan Franz. He runs a company called IDC, Independent Distribution Company. And he's so powerful. I said, you know what? Would you run our company called Tarpan Records? So Thunder and Rising Sun are coming out. Uh, on our own record company, and he's at the helm of it. And we were on the cover of iTunes. We're doing everything beautifully. So please say hi to my friend, Stefan Frank. Where is he? Come on over here. Come here. Come here. Come here. I just want to say a fast hi, because it's incredible how they're making these things happen. Stefan, say hi to my people. Wow. Come on, <laughs> Come on in, Come on. Stefan. I was uh, in the audience, and now I'm not anymore. How y'all doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, love, love this conference. Beautiful conference. Beautiful place to be with... Uh, two uh, legendary people from the Bay Area music scene, from the, from the world music scene, I should say. So, honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you for coming. And for, just to give background, you know, I was going to jump in. We have a, a little audio piece of Narda's latest work. So if we could hear that now, that would be great. What I think of myself as a songwriter, arranger, producer, artist. I don't think of myself as any of those things. I know I love playing drums. I love the feeling of flying high and being in the studio with a studio with a great singer. So I love that feeling. I kind of fall into having a time, but I really have no times. I love music. I'm a music lover.
understands, you know. He understands the composition and how to write a melody, how to how to put clothes on a melody and make it stand up tall. I think Whitney's legacy will live on and on and on. There is no end to it. Hearing her voice, hearing her phrasings, her timings, her fire, her raw emotion and energy and passion. When we finally had the seven consecutive number one records, words can't express the kind of thrill, delight, pride uh, that this has been accomplished. I would describe the music of Thunder more from the blues, rock, derivative side. Uh, when I think back in my life of Cream uh, and the heavy hitters, when I think of Mitch Mitchell and Jimi Hendrix, when I think of that kind of feeling, that's what I want to emit in my music. The best of 60s meets now. cycles. So I started being out on the road, playing live, then I went in the studio. And then you go back out live, then you go back to the studio. So I'm going back out live again. So it's kind of like a one hand helps the other. I'm very happy that I can make music for a living. I can't be retired. I can't be retired. And, you know, I'm here. I wanted you guys to see that just to understand the, um, the depth of what we're working with here. This guy has done some amazing things and we're very lucky to have you as one of our Bay Area musicians and producers. What I wanna to talk to you about today is you've been making records since the 70s. As we saw, you've collaborated with everybody. How has tech helped or hindered you through your career? Technology. Technology, yeah. Do you dive in technology-wise or do you have Folks like Stefan here, help you with that. Oh, okay. Uh, Stefan's a great help. I, I couldn't be doing what we're doing at this time without Stefan's help, so I have to first say that. But I'm very much turned on to technology. I'm very much turned on that right today, we're having this talk and around the world that can hear us, yeah. around the world that can feel us. And uh, we can go in the studio with, with Hunter or with Mario from Huey Lewis and make a record right now and be heard tonight. That's fantastic to me, uh, that we can be inspired and the world can feel the inspiration immediately. So this is very, very, it's a, kind of like a miracle in a way. It's yeah. like a miracle, yeah. And let me ask you about, of your many great accomplishments, do you have one is the, that you regard as the highest? Is that too hard? No. <laughs> um, first of all, I'm a God lover. Okay. I'm a people lover. 
And so my highest accomplishment is being a God lover. Out of that comes music. Narada means supreme musician. I had a guru who passed away named Sri Chinmoy, naming Narada, saying that Narada's soul brings from heaven to earth light, delight, and compassion. Takes back to heaven from earth, earth sufferings. So through music, this is my mission. So I'm very happy to have this mission. So from there it starts, you see? Yeah. Then if you work with Aretha Franklin, you're very happy to work with Aretha Franklin. You work with Whitney Houston, these great, great divas, you're very happy to be in the room with them. But truly what gets you there is your love of God because that's what gets them there. They are in touch with their spirit and their soul. So much so when they sing, their voices vibrate, their hearts beat with such a high intensity, the whole world feels it. And they're in control of it. They're, they're, they, they, they learn a way to discipline it. So to be with them on some level is really mind-blowing. I'm grateful. These are all my achievements in a way. I'm very proud to say like a prize fighter. You know, if I'm Joe Lewis, I fought, you know, Max Schmeling. Uh, that's how you feel. You feel like you've been in a ring with greatness. So I'm very proud of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so wonderful to hear such passion and hear you speak so deeply to it because, you know, there's some ways in this industry, and we do talk about tech because this is what we're here about, things do get glossed over and moved away so quickly and it's so surface mm -hmm. because we're moving past things so quickly. So it's very wonderful to hear such passion from you. And we, and we hear it in your music. Thank you. So, no, thank you. Something else I wanted to, well, a lot of musicians in this room, we talked about it. What advice can you give to the young musician who is trying to get heard, who is trying to get their music out there, who is maybe chasing too many avenues at once? What advice would you give? Well, I think the hardest thing in the world is how to make it. Because there is no one book, no one way. My way may be my way. Your way is going to be your way. But one thing is consistent, and that is working hard at your talent. And if you can be kind, doors can open up for you because people don't want to be around people who cannot be kind. If you can be a great talent and have your talent together and be kind, it's hard to say no to you. It's hard to say no to you. Right in this front row is a young lady going to come up right now named Hunter. She's a bad singer and she's kind. There's no reason why she's not going to be hot in the next few years coming down the, road, down, down, down the pike. I mentioned Mario earlier, the great bass player from Huey Lewis in the News. Where is Mario? Is he still here? Please stand up. This cat's a rock. This boy's a rock. Can play that bass and stand up and do it every night consistently. So very proud of you. You're all right. I love it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. No, it's true. Yeah. I can I, I 100% agree. Okay. But I would never disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Not so close anyway, right? <laughs> um, so um, let me ask you, I have a bunch of notes here. Oh, okay. So genres of music, you've not only played every genre of music from rock to jazz to soul to R&B to everything. You've produced various genres of music. Is, do you have, I'm going to ask about favorites again. Do you have a favorite type of music you ha love to play versus a favorite you like to produce? Are they both the same or how does that work for you? When you put your musician hat on, is it one thing and then the producer hat is it another thing? Wow, very good question, Renee. You're something else. <laughs> You're something else. I would say 
Uh, if I'm playing drums, it's always incredible to play some kind of music that lets you just fly. Like back in the 60s, when we heard Jimi Hendrix, Hendrix could just go out there. Yeah, he would have Purple Haze and the things that were commercial. At the same time, he'd have a jam like called Machine Gun, where he would just take a 20-minute solo and just go as far out as he could. Look at Woodstock. Hendrix was the, uh, the premier artist, the top paid headliner. There's a piece he played at Woodstock. A lot of y'all don't, don't even remember, probably don't even know, but it's called Jam Back at the House. This piece is so deep, it's so intricate. When I play that piece to this day, I just get lost. Yeah. So that's my favorite, to play a, a music like Mahavishnu Orchestra, or even when Jeff takes it out there, that goes so far beyond the mind that the soul is the only thing that holds you to the reality. That's my favorite. Now, as a producer, I wear a different hat, and if you, you want a hit, because you come to me for a hit, then I got to study what hits are. What, what planet are we on? You know, our hand claps in, our hand claps out. Our... So is that what you do? Do you, yeah. do you listen to what's out there? You have to. And, and see what's selling, really, yeah. to get that idea? As a idea. producer, you're hired to marry. If you're my artist, you're hiring me to marry you to that destination. Uh-huh. If, it's a, if it's radio, it's going to blast you out. If it's certain people that like a certain type of music. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we want to we know who, who those people are. Yeah. What do they like? You know what I mean? So that's, that's, that's a study. Yeah. Like I would go in the studio and watch Quincy Jones. So here he is producing, say, Michael Jackson. But right next to him is like Shaka Khan, Rufus. Uh-huh. Right next to him is like the things that he loved from that time period. So he wasn't going to miss uh-huh. what's happening. Yeah. And so every great producer or, you know, has to be down with what's happening. You can't act like you are oblivious because yeah. you'll miss. Yeah. It's, a, it's a study. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. Because, yeah. you know, from the radio side of it, you know, our, our world is so narrow. We were talking about this backstage that, unfortunately, radio is genres. It's, it's formats, I should say. So there's AAA, there's alternative, there's pop. And it sucks mm-hmm. because you can't cross formats. Like, who listens like that anymore? Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, my iPad, my iTunes has everything. Mm-hmm. My music it goes all over the place. Mm-hmm. So... It's an interesting thing to watch where music is going, and especially we can watch where, who's buying what. And people are crossing formats. And I think, now I'm going to get into my radio soapbox, That's radio do it, needs do it. to change. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> so we got to make that happen. I don't know how we're going to do it, but <laughs> maybe we could figure that out today. Yeah. So can I? Yeah. The one thing that I'll say to everybody is, you know, these are both scientists. Like, the fact that we're here for technology as the banner the real reality is, I watch Narda do what he does. It's science. I mean, there's a lot to do with technique, and there's certainly a lot to do with, you know, what, where he comes from, who, who he's worked with. But the real substance is he's, he's performing a level of science. He's actually going in and dissecting and listening. And I think today, to be successful, like he said, he's marrying that artist to its to what its destiny is. So the only way to do that is to kind of deconstruct, for lack of a better term, and and really peel it apart and go, okay, what makes this? Like he said, hand claps? Are hand claps out today? Little hi-hat pattern, is that out? How do you know? You have to listen. You have to open your mind and say, it's not all about what I do, it's all about what everybody else does to learn how to break through. And to follow that, do you ever put that producer hat on when you're writing something for you? Like say, I want to write myself a hit song right now. Here yes. we go. Yeah, it's two ways. Yes, you, you put your 
you put your, in your mind what you would conceive to perhaps be a strong song, which means the chorus. I start with the chorus. I start with a song title. I'll say, Renee, give me three song titles. I'll pick the strongest title out of those three choice you give me and write my chorus first. It's like a comedian writing the punchline first. Then my verse, I can be more loose about how I want to tell that story. And my bridge, my, my heart can come more forward to speak how it really feels. But I know I have a strong chorus, a strong title. That's half the battle in the world of hit smash making. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. Then the other side of it is in the producer side that says, okay, the baby's sweet, the baby's nice. What else does that baby need to be competitive in the world? Yeah. Then you've got to listen to say what else is in that top ten to be with it. For example, okay, Pharrell's hot right now. Like, yeah. Again, yeah. means rhythm, means white people love black music. Uh-huh. And it. can do well <laughs> black music. Yeah. Funk, now Rogers and guitar, is now the mainstay again. So this is really cool. Yeah. It brings back real musicianship again. Yeah. So I'm loving that we're back to the 80s further again yeah. now. So it's really a beautiful time. That's great. Yeah. That's great. I, I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Let me ask you about MP3 quality music. There are some folks who produce their music to MP3 sound. The crap sound. Do you do that? <laughs> well, you like do you will, you will you modify your sound for MP3 players because it is a different. Yeah, the, this is how it works. In the mastering, yeah. they will Emily Lazar, who I think is genius, will master for the MP3 player. Mm-hmm. And that world, she'll she'll master for if you want to release a an album, she'll master for your CD. So there are different headspaces that you have to go into, and you can't ignore it. Because the MP3 is everywhere, and, and you want it to sound great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's different formats that they, have, they actually master for, which is very important. Yeah. Yeah. yeah actually, I actually would say now I think that people give it the same type of treatment as you would if you were mastering for vinyl, right? There's obviously certain limitations to that medium. Yeah. And in reality, with MP3s, we know there's certain limitations to yeah. that medium. And so if you don't go at it like this is a different output, mm-hmm it's not going to sound how you want it to sound. Those Just, MP3s have to hit, yeah. you know? Yeah, and then there's also the mastering for radio, which is a whole other thing because we have so much processing on our right. side. But that's one thing I will say is that we all have to become very much aware of. When we're in the studio, in the old days, we could have dynamics. We could have a soft part of the music and then a very powerful part of the music. Now it all gets squashed together to be the loudest music because we want to be louder than you. Yeah. Our competition is that we want to be the loudest, the baddest, the toughest. Yeah. So it kind of means our dynamics suffer. Yeah. And that's why we're kind of complaining, going, how come I don't feel this music the way I used to feel Aretha Franklin's Chain of Fools yeah. or Respect or Never Loved a Man? Because that music wasn't squashed. They wanted some air in that music. Yeah. So you could breathe. Now it's squashed so intensely in the digital world to be the loudest that it's like a brick coming at you. Do you, think it, do you think it'll ever go back the other way? Do you think our ears will want that breathing room and want the dynamics again? Because I know I do. Yes. I think that we are smart people. And I think that uh, we, we take things and we learn and we, and we massage it. So, yes, it is getting better. Mm. And we are desiring the best of times. Yeah. That's a but song it take, right but, there. Yeah, but it takes a moment, but it takes a moment to, master, to master it. Yeah. I mean, when Pro Tools first came on the scene, it was like, huh? Yeah. But now we got it to where it sounds pretty good. Yeah. But still, we're making bricks. Yeah. Is that your studio 
Tarpon Studios. Yeah. Do you, you work on Pro Tools or do you still also have tape, good old-fashioned tape? We have, we have Pro Tools and we have tape. Yes. And I love the sound of tape. Yeah. I can't lie. I love what it does to the music. It just has a, a quality that's unlike anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just want to add, too, that, you know, we're also in a time where vinyl sales, I mean, I know we're here at this, you know, kind of digital <laughs> technology conference, but vinyl sales are raging. I mean, since 2008, 2008, I think it was something like half a million records sold on vinyl, which is a respectable number. This year, it's closing in on five million copies. So making up some of the difference, you know, which is pretty impressive. Again, people want that quality. If you're going to own something that isn't in the digital world, you want something that's audiophile. You want something that really sounds the way the producer wanted it to sound. Yeah. Talk to me about working with the divas, as you call them, that you have. Was it hard? Were there hard times working with wonderful people like Whitney Houston? And I'm so sorry for your loss. I know you guys were... Our loss. Yeah, our loss, yeah. Yeah. Whitney was a fireball. Is a fireball. Right now, as I speak about it, she comes down from heaven to be here with us. Whitney loved people. This is part of her magic. Her heart was huge. This is part of the reason why we love her. Yeah, fantastic vocalist, but a huge heart. Yeah. Fantastic heart. Like electricity, just shh. And because it could light it up. Just light it up. And I loved her for that. And she taught me something. During the making of the second album, after she had sold millions in the first album, many artists get what's called a sophomore jinx. Mm -hmm. You become afraid. And I asked her during the making of the second album, are you afraid? Do you have a feeling of a sophomore jinx at all? And she said to me, no. If they love me the first time, they'll love me now. And I said, you are something else. Yeah. I put aside any fear I had. And she came out smoking with the second album, even stronger than the first, and kept going like that for the rest of her life. Yeah. So I learned a lesson from her. Confidence is really everything. Yeah. Great talent, but your confidence. Choose love over fear. Yeah, that's good. Did you ever have anybody ever work with where you wanted to think, take things a certain direction and they didn't want to? Yes, Aretha Franklin. Only like one line, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, only one line. I would say, line? well, I think, well, maybe this, from, 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 from the top ten aspect, maybe this bluesy rendition you're singing where it kind of flattens it might be too much for the pop sensibility. She said, well, play it to me, you know, with a cigarette. <laughs> and, and she'll listen to it. And she'll say, well, that's just how I hear it. And I say, Okay. And then she'll say, well, I'll be nice to you. I'll, I'll give you one more reading, which is called the straight reading, where I go back in and sing it more to what the melody is, straight. So she'll go back in and sing it again a little bit more straight. Not too much, but a little bit more straight, which gives you another track. And then when you come back home to put everything together, the one that you thought was a little too bluesy is the one. She knows it. She knows it. So you got to bow down and stay down. What about, the, what about the converse to that when you get a band that you're working with that maybe isn't up to snuff and doesn't quite, whether it is, have the language or the skills yet to tell you what they need and what they're trying to do? How do you work with that? You work with your intuition. Yeah. You know, your gut is your gut instinct. When you first heard, for example, help me, the, 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 brand, the brand new smash that you put oh, on the Lord. radio. Oh, Lord. Lord. Yeah, you knew that had yeah. some magic, right? Yeah. In your gut. Yeah. You know, just your boom. Yeah. So that's how you work with people who are new and don't have all the communication skill, but you kind of get an idea what they, what they love. You say, well, what do you love? 
Well, well, I love this new thing that Mario just gave me. Oh, okay, well, play the track you love, you know? So, so if you sound similar to that, or in that genre, you'd be happy. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> so then you understand kind of what they want. Yeah. They want some bottom end, they want some, you know, so you kind of work with them. Yeah. You gotta work with people. Yeah. yeah. And you gotta do your homework. You really do, yeah. otherwise you have to get out of the business. Yeah. Yeah. Narda, is there anything else you wanna share with everybody, because uh, our time is winding down together. Time is winding down. Time is winding up. We are right where we're supposed to be at the right time. In this room, I'm so happy to be with you at this time. I'm happy to be living in San Francisco. There's no place like it. Yeah. It's the greatest place on earth, our town. Yeah. So you gotta know everybody came to this town to make it that I've ever worked with. Where'd you come from? Kalamazoo, Michigan. I didn't even know that was a real Kalamazoo, place. Kalamazoo, <laughs> Michigan. So I really wanna say thank you to San Francisco because when I came here, it opened its arms to me. See, I came from New York. New York can be tough. You can be bad in New York and still not make it. But when I came over here, it's like, oh, yeah, you're bad. We'll open our arms to you. You know, you like our studio? Then work in our studio. You like our, then, then work in it. So I like San Francisco from that aspect. So I hope for all of you guys, all of us, that we still keep this open feeling with each other and help each other. Look out for each other. Because if we don't do that, we ain't got nothing happening. So I look out for you. You look out for me. That's my message on this morning. My morning also is, I'm glad I met this cat, Stefan, because he's showing me I can have success in a new day. If I don't go to Sony, if I don't go to Universal, we can go independent and we can still be masterful. I love that. I love that Renee is here. You know, keeping radio pumping. God bless you, Renee. Oh, thank you. So I'm here to encourage you on this morning. You know, if you have a dream from music, keep your dream alive. Be badass. Be Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> I'm serious up in here. Be Floyd Mayweather. Be a bad musician. Whatever it is, be great. And the, the thing will change for you. Whatever it is your dream, because the universe hears that. If you put it out, it'll come around your way. That's what I want to say. I came from being, working in a little restaurant as a busboy, but I love Mavishnu. I went and met him. Nine months later, I was playing with his band. From a busboy, working with George Martin, a Beatles producer. These things do happen. That's what I'm trying to say. It can happen. It does happen. So I just want to inspire your dream this morning. Sorry if I'm too strong about it, but sometimes we need to be strong about it. So God bless you on this morning. Thank you, Narda Michael Walden. Amazing, award-winning songwriter, drummer, producer, local resident. We love you. I have one comment. Where's that coming from? Narda, thank you so much for coming out. What an honor for us in the Bay Area to have a history like yours. And I love you, brother. Love you, Bo. You're bad, man. Two things I wanted to say. One is... When I was working with Nard, he used to go out to the car and listen to the demos because he knew that everybody was listening in those days. So talking about how music's delivered, that's how it was delivered then. Yeah. You want to know how your hit sounded in the car. Yes. The second thing is my heart's so full to think that the reason I'm in the music business is because I want to express God's work through music, however you God is. And for you to have been at the pinnacle of the pop world and to still come back and share with people that it's really about the music and about really expressing the good work that really warms my heart for the day. So I want to thank you. Bo, you're Bye -bye. too much, man. You're too much. But love to your family, Bo. Love to your daughter. Love to the foundation you're starting. Love to the things you're touching. And Kataro, genius that you manage him. Yeah, man, you're doing it. Thank you. Yes, my love. Oh, good. We're doing questions. I didn't yeah, you want questions? That's awesome. Thank you, sweetie. Hello, Michael. The last time I saw you was uh, seven years ago. A friend of mine took me to your studio for a little audition, but I couldn't sing that day because I had a cold. And I'm from the Ivory Coast, West Africa. 
and um, I'm open to a new style. And all these years I've been wanting to work with you because are you open to something new, like an, uh, a singer singing an African language and you doing your thing? I'm open to that. Are you? Okay. Yes, thank you. God bless you. We love Africa. We all come from Africa, so God bless you on that. And my brother Carlos Santana loves Africa. It's all he plays is African music. Carlos, all he plays is African music. When he wants to be inspired, he plays his African music, and he knows it. He knows all the different styles of it. He goes to Paris, in fact, and just comes back with boatloads of African music. So we love African music. So God bless you. What is your name again? Felicia? Felicia. Grab that microphone. Grab that microphone back. Yeah, you sing something for us. Felicia. Stand up, sing something. Come on, sing something. Anybody I like else? your pants, too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, she has good pants. Well, all right. Once again, Narda Michael Walden. Thank you, Thank you sir.